This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello, and welcome to the Inheritance Page by Page podcast, where we take a deep dive into the inheritance cycle, particularly with the book Aragon at the moment. And we talk about the book, talk about first impressions and everything about that. I am Austin or Teacup. I'm one of your hosts and I'm here with my other host. I'm Shelby or Sheikup. And so we're here with last week, we talked about Palancar Valley. And this week we have the Dragon Tales, which if you grew up in a kid as 90s, you probably remember the Dragon Tales cartoon. And every time I read this chapter name, I just get the theme song stuck in my head. Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. What's the next line? I have no idea. Okay. Lost to the memories of time. But anyway, so this story starts with Aragon waking up on the farm. We are introduced to Roran as a character. We're not, we've been introduced as a character, but we meet him in person at the start of this. But before that, Aragon's kind of reflecting on his past and we're getting a little bit of his background. We get the name of Garrow's wife, who we assume like we haven't seen yet, but and we get the name of his mother, Selena, and that he doesn't know who his father is. This kind of does not know who his father is and he wonders about it. We also learn that she showed up and gave birth to Aragon and then left with the only instruction to name him Aragon. And then we have a conversation with Roran where he's mad about Aragon telling Horst about Katrina. And he asks Aragon about his trip and they share things like that. And then some time pass and kind of winter is kind of blowing in full. And, you know, there's talk that the traders might not come because it seems that they're not here yet. They're late. And then the traders finally do come and there's this big kind of like event. Everyone's walking around. Garrow and Aragon go attempt to sell the stone and the trader tells them he can't buy it because he doesn't know what it's worth. But he does reveal to them that the stone is one harder than diamond and that it's hollow. And then other than that, we're also told Aragon is in the tavern where he hears some men uh, basically spouting empire propaganda against a group that were introduced called the Varden, which we are introduced as this kind of ragtag rebel group that is resisting the empire. We are also learned that the traitors are late because they face difficulty with the Urgles. And then the story ends with we're introduction to a storyteller named Brahm who tells us the story of how Galbatorix rose to power, how he once was a dragon rider and he betrayed the riders and systematically slaughtered them and hunted them down until he finally killed the leader and claimed himself as ruler and king of Allegasia. And that's the, that's the chapter. Galbatorix seems like a bad dude. First impressions? My first impression, one of my first impressions is at the very beginning of this chapter. So going back to the beginning, 
we get a long description about Aragon's collections. Mm -hmm. He is a very much a collector. Like he has this ball with roots that he never gets tired of looking at. And there are several other things mentioned and it very much is a very small thing, but illustrates more of his personality. Like he cares about the little things. He is a trinkets person. Like look at my trinkets. So that was a small thing Mm -hmm. that I noticed. He also clearly has mommy and daddy (laughs) issues. So there's that. You mean abandonment (laughs) issues. Fair. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, to be fair, though, can we really say that his dad abandoned him if he doesn't even know who his dad is? That's fair. Does his dad even know that he exists? All fair questions. I wrote down, who's your daddy? Toby Keith. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From that song. Oh, um, I wrote The Varden, all caps, because I remember from the snippets of the audiobook that I've listened to, I also Mm. remembered them, but I don't remember anything else Mm. about them. I also wrote down, is Galbatorix a Targaryen? Because he's a dragon rider? Because, because, oh no, and I brought the quote, page 32 in the Kindle version. I don't know if it's the same. Though his friends and their dragons were butchered and he suffered great wounds, Galbatorix slew his attackers. Tragically, during the fight, a stray arrow pierced his dragon's heart. Without the arts to save her, she died in his arms. Then were the seeds of madness planted. Yeah. Um, Homie's a Targaryen. Sort of. But we'll learn about why the dragon dying plants seeds of madness. I'm standing by my statement. Any other first impressions? I know there's a lot that happens in this chapter. I really enjoyed the scenes with the traitors. I liked those. Oh, and we also learned about the stone. We learned that it's hollow, yeah. which is interesting. So it's we learned that it's not natural. It's not just the stone. It's something that's created. It's something that's created for a purpose, too. Right. And then another thing that I noticed about Aragon specifically is at the end of the chapter, when they're in the tavern and the men are there arguing about, oh, the Empire's good with all the townspeople, Aragon says something like, or thinks something like, I've never met someone that supported the empire before. And then he speaks up and he basically like questions them. And they're like, who are you? Some kid? Mm -hmm. Like, don't you respect your elders or whatever? So it's very much a point to show us his bravery, I think. Right. And like, I think that's also a point. And it also shows that like, we're getting more of the town's culture because Morn, the tavern owner, in that conversation, he said he doesn't back down. He says, answer the boy's question. Like he doesn't engage in the like infantilizing of Aragon. He says, I like, well, answer his question. Mm-hmm. And I really like like what he does in this is such like a teenage thing because he basically says the trait, the vill- the outsider was charismatic and like people seemed to like agree with him. And it's Aragon who says, tell us you aren't lying. How are you proving to us you aren't lying? That's a very teenage thing to just be like, well, how do I know what you're saying is true? Right. And seeing that and you can tell like they're not equipped for that because their response is like, well, it's just obvious. Right. So they they have no reasoning whatsoever. Right. They have no proof. It's also interesting with Brahms' story, what Garrow says about if you had her- if the Empire knew he said this, they would kill him. To me, when I first read this was like, that's really interesting because like a king as we paid it with Galvatorix, would he not want the story of like his great conquest and rise to power to be mm. told? 
And I know mm-hmm. like Brahms, Brahms' version of the story isn't favorable among the king. But no, not at all. Right. But you know, you could also spin that story to be something that is favorable. Like, oh, he had to fight so hard for this. He deserves it. Like everyone's mm-hmm. always betrayed him kind of thing. Right. So that's kind of like an interesting point here with Galatorix, I thought was interesting. Um, it's interesting that like the way Brahm is introduced is, you know, Brahm, a storyteller and a friend of Aragon. Like we need yeah. that clarification that he was a friend of Aragon. This yeah, like he's man. not just some rando. Right. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think it's like, otherwise it's just like, stay like what 15 year old that is raised by not their parents doesn't wonder about who their parents are. There's that like hope of Aragon refuses. He doesn't want to believe that like maybe his mother abandoned him. Like that there's this sense of like, no, she had a reason. She had to have had a reason to want to leave me. Um, Which I think is very realistic. Um, Often that hope is not, is false. But yeah, like it's unfounded. He doesn't have a reason to believe that. Right. But it's just, I think it's, I think it's a safety thing for him. Like he has to believe it. Otherwise he will feel bad about himself. Well, I mean, not only that, but also this is mom. Yeah. Every child believes and wants to believe that their parents care about them. Yeah, exactly. Any predictions? Um, Yes. I predict turn your video back on turn nope. it back on <laughs> no please please fine what are your predictions i think that galbatorix is aragon's father oh that's interesting 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 <laughs> a very interesting take why what's your evidence i don't have any i just have the gut feeling but also he's he's the only like He's a character we haven't met yet, but there's been an inordinate amount of focus on him so far. Interesting. Interesting. Very am interesting. I, am I right? Um, No comment. Can you give me anything? Nope. If you don't, I'll Google it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Do not Google it. If you Google it, I will stop this podcast. Well, I mean, I guess it it doesn't have to be Galbatorix, but I do think we've already met his father. That's an interesting prediction. Is that a correct prediction? Will you give me anything? I'm not going to tell you. Should I rank them who I think could be Aragon's father in terms of ranking top five? Just trust me. Do you remember when we were talking to our friend who plays Mass Effect and you were like, I'm not telling you this because it's a major plot point. No, I know. I just feel like it's that's fun. The, that's the same thing. Okay, um, well, can I still rank who yeah. I think my top choices are? Uh-huh. Okay, my top choices are number one, Galbatorix. Number two, Horst. Number three, Brom. Mm, interesting, interesting. Those are my choices. Those are my All rankings. Right. That'll be interesting. Anything else about this chapter? No, I don't think so. Do you have any idea what the stone is yet? No, absolutely not. Other than it's something magical and magically dragon related. No idea. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Inheritance Page by Page podcast. We will be back next time with the long awaited chapter, Fate's Gift.
Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups Podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.